Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to No Tracers, the podcast all about urban exploring. This week on the show, I got another rooftopper. Let's get into it. Welcome to No Tracers, the podcast where I take you on an adventure through the hidden gems and forgotten corners of the world. From abandoned buildings and tunnels to rooftop views and street art, join me as we uncover the secrets of the urban landscape. With interviews from experienced explorers, tips and tricks for navigating the urban terrain, and thrilling first-hand accounts of their explorations. Get ready to discover the world like never before. Come explore with us, but remember, leave no trace. Welcome back to No Tracers. Hope you guys are excited for this episode with a rooftopper, Zach Visuals. He is a rooftopper. He also does some urbex uh, in abandoned buildings, but for the most part, we're talking about climbing roofs and towers and and crazy shit. So super excited for this episode. He's a great storyteller and you guys know how I love a great story. So before we get into the show, just a couple things. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are not subscribed to the show, please hit the subscribe button. I have new episodes come out every Friday and would like to have you come on the show. If you want to come on No Tracers, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or you can hit me at contact at notracers.com. Speaking of notracers.com, if you go over there, there is a blog where you can see a bunch of my stories and adventures, as well as my merch store where I have two photography books about urban exploring and a bunch of t-shirts and merch items if you want to support the show in any way. Head over to notracers.com slash shop. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I'm super excited to get into this one. Before we do, I got to thank my partner on this podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. Super stoked that they have partnered with me for so long. Liquid Death is a water company and they have just branched out into the iced tea realm. So if you guys are into water, which I hope you are, uh, they have regular still water and they have sparkling water. They have three flavors of sparkling water as well. And then they've got three iced tea flavors for you guys to check out. Go to liquiddeath.com and use promo code just the letter K for 10% off your order. And yeah, that's uh that's it. Let's get into this episode. Zach, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. All right, sick. What's up everybody? I am Zach.visuals on Instagram. Uh, I do mostly rooftopping, but um love a good bando from time to time um and i've been exploring since 2019 which is what four years ago now and yeah yeah so what what got you into it in the first place what made you catch the bug um it was from another friend of mine because i had just i probably gotten a photography and like media in general in like 2017 2018 um and I, i'm from around charlotte north carolina and um i knew that there was a lot of photographers around there um and i was kind of building a portfolio um and all that good stuff and i was looking on instagram to try and find some other photographers and i found another guy that did rooftoping um in charlotte who was like about the only one that did it at the time because it's a relatively small city um in comparison and the scene is pretty small as well. So I hit him up and I'm like, dude, your stuff is insane. Uh, I'd love to come out with you one time. And of all the people, of all the messages that he gets, because, you know, every explorer gets those messages and mm-hmm. most of us don't like them. <laughs> but out, <laughs> out of everybody that sends him, oh, my gosh, this is so cool messages. Yeah. He's like, sure. You know what the heck? Why not? Um, wow. And he brought me along and I'm like, wow, this is this is insane. So what what did it feel like to like get that shot, you know, to get that chance to like go do that and then get into the hobby? 
it was it was i mean i was i was honored i was like man this is this is crazy um kind of the first how it went uh because i had no idea what i was i had zero idea what i was getting myself into at all um because you know it's it's one thing to start out you know in a nice quiet bando in the middle of nowhere um versus in the middle of the city uh we we hit this hotel and um I'm wearing like business casual. I'm in like a short <laughs> sleeve button up and like, oh no, it was terrible. Um, and I have my camera. Trying to blend in, man. Yeah, I, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and um, I'm like, so it was in the stairwell. We had to get into the building because e- even he back then wasn't um, super masterful on on entry and all that stuff. But he had found that the only way in that he knew of at the time, uh, we later found a door that's a thousand times easier, but um, was how, you know, in, in a lot of stairwells, the um, there's kind of a gap. If you've, if the, you've got a stairwell that goes up and up and up and there's landings, there's kind of a, a small gap in between that you can kind of see all the way down or all the way up or whatever. Um, the stairwell to the parking garage connected to the stairwell in the building um, oh. with with like this tiny little gap. But the only problem was it was probably 20 or so odd feet um, up up in the ceiling basically it was up the wall and in the ceiling um and we would have needed a the biggest ladder that you could get from a hardware store to even get up there but this guy who i was hanging out with happened to be a parkour master and he just spider-man's up the wall like (laughs) as i blink i have still don't know how he did it um and i'm just sitting there in awe and i'm like uh okay so how do i get up there (laughs) um so what we ended up doing is there's this light fixture one of those industrial like flat light fixtures that Mm -hmm. was on the 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 wall so i basically climbed up on like a rail and then from there climbed over on top of this light fixture and then he like found a washcloth and he was like he held down this washcloth um and i grabbed it and he's like trying to pull me up and i had zero upper body strength at the time and um he's trying to like pull me up and i'm trying to pull myself up and my arms are giving out and like it ends up being um he's basically just holding onto my arm and i'm just dangling and it's like it's just like dead weight dangling from this <laughs> this stairwell gap thing um and you know it's a 20 foot drop i'm breaking oh half God. the bones of my body if i fall um and he, he manages me to get me close enough to the ledge where i can grab on and muster the last bit of my strength so already within the first hour i've already almost died so i'm like all right this is interesting because <laughs> i had you know i had never done anything dangerous really before this um and I'm like, okay, well, that was interesting. Um, how much, how much more exciting can it get? Um, <laughs> so we made it onto the roof, and uh, I just fell in love with it because it's like I've never seen the city from this perspective, um, from being above the noise, above everywhere else. And I was going through a pretty rough time, um, personally and emotionally at the time. And it's just like to get a break from all that and just really be above everything um, was mm. pretty, in, pretty indescribable. And I just haven't haven't looked back since basically wow so that's such a cool way of like getting into it you got kind of thrown into the deep end there 100 like, you know? oh yeah but i think what better way than exactly than to yep. send it completely you know and uh, it's mm-hmm. it's my question is like how'd you guys get back down <laughs> Um, so once we were in the building, um, then we could just sit, uh, pretend like we were staying there and we just went down the elevator and went oh, okay. the lobby. Just, yep. Just <laughs> sent it all the way up. And oh yeah. I definitely would have, I definitely would have <laughs> broken something if I tried that again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. So 
uh, one of my questions is your most creative entrance. And I feel like that's a pretty, pretty creative entrance right there. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's one. There's been many, but that's definitely sure. one of them. Um, well, a good story that I always love telling, and this is way later, so I'm, I've got a lot more experience at this point. Um, there was a ho- another hotel that was being built in my city. Um, very, very nice hotel. It wasn't super high, but it was it was nice. And I was just walking around with my friend one night. It's probably 1130 at night. Um, and we see this construction site and we're like, oh, you know, let's, let's go for a little full send. We just add dinner, you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, so we... Uh, go past the fence it was just a nice little opening and because it's so late and it's like you know we, we a weekend or something we don't expect anybody to be there it's just we expect it to be a breeze slip right on in we get into the site and the some of the lower levels um and we spot some workers and uh we run and hide before they see us they didn't spot us or anything so we're in the shadows and uh, i'm like well crap um how do we get our way out of this one? And he's like, I don't know. Do you just want to bail? I'm like, maybe we can spin this. So I look around and I see behind us on this um, little pallet of construction materials. There's a couple construction vests that are just sitting on this, on this table. So I'm like, you know what? So I, the idea hits me and we go back. I throw him a vest. We both put on these vests and you know, we're not, I guess we're not, we're not really dressed raggedy because we had just gone into dinner and we weren't really planning to do this. So I just straight up full send it. We walk out, I walk straight up to the construction workers and I'm, I'm like, Hey gentlemen, how you guys doing? Uh, fantastic night. Yep. So, um, we're with property management and they sent us down here to do some upper level assessments on the building. And, um, Stop, they, no uh, way. they, they neglected to tell me that all of the, the doors, uh, for the stairwells had padlocks on them. Um, I don't know if there's just like a communication error or something that's going on. So do you guys have like a service elevator or something that you could direct us to? And they're like, they paused for a second, just, just a second. And then he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Right this way. Like, kid you not leads us leads us to the yep (laughs) leads us to the service elevator opens it up for us and literally just lets us go and fucking shot dude dude, yep and the the elevator (laughs) takes us right to the top we get on the roof and that was that um and i'm like this is way too good to be true like this is this is not happening so we get all the shots we um we end up trying to like the ele- there's some weird problem with that they were having with the elevator so i had like this elevator key that i had ordered um from some like some website that had elevator keys to see if i could try and use it to bypass access points and i'm i'm like oh yeah well uh, management actually sent me down here with this elevator key maybe i could help you guys out so i like help them with the elevator so i'm literally like working there basically oh my god it was so funny um and so we leave and i guess word got around the site that you know management was here and they were doing some assessments um and they were helping us with the elevator i don't know <clears throat> but we go walking around and we're just tooling around the city and we're, we're go to, to go to leave. We go back to our car and we see that all the workers from that site were just getting off of work. Um, it's probably, you know, one in the morning or something. And we hear one of the guys say, Oh, look, it's the, it's, it's the manager guys from earlier. They're still around. And then the, um, the, the foreman of the entire site. Yeah. He, he, he like force, he budges past all the other workers, you know, like get out of my way. And he comes up to us and he just starts screaming. He just starts yelling at us. And he's like, I don't know who you guys are, but you, I, I know you are not you know, the whole nine yards. Don't you 
ever, ever come to my site. You know, I'll bust you. He's like threatening us. He's like all yeah. this stuff. And I'm still like trying to keep the, the act up. So I'm like, yeah. I like, I'm like name dropping companies <laughs> that are like nearby. I'm like, oh, you know, communication this, you know, I spoke to Janice on the blah, 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 blah. And he's oh like, my God. he's like, no, I am not buying your, your BS. I know those companies and they're not working on this site. And I'm like, I'm like, sorry, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And so he, <laughs> we just kind of go our separate ways and de-escalate a little bit so that was that was wild dude for sure. that's fucking crazy what a <laughs> damn what a great story so you kind of got permission in a sense sort of like kind of, you know you blagged your way through that one yep, but like have you ever it. like actually gotten permission to explore a spot um no never um okay. I've tried when I was early on, um, mm. even trying to say that I was, you know, like a journalist with some reputable news media, sure. something, and it never works. They're, they're always like, it's a liability problem. You know, yeah, like, yeah. we're, we're going to get sued. We can't. Sorry. Yeah. And that's, that's gotcha. about as far as I get. <laughs> For sure. So take me into the mind of a rooftop or a climber. Like what makes you do this? This isn't like a normal, you don't see like Joe Schmo down the street, just hitting cranes, you know? Right. Like, what makes you keep going back to do this? Um, it's definitely the the heights and the views is a huge part of it, but it's also the the thrill and the adventure that you get um, for being as part of this. Because every single time that we go to the city, every single time it's like the start of our own Mission Impossible movie. Mm -hmm. Like every single time, we always are doing some crazy stuff. We're always climbing up some ledge um, to get up onto a balcony to find an access door or a hatch or whatever. You know, we're always finding creative tools that no one has ever heard of to get through a, a roof door that's got six locks on it or whatever. Um, we're always doing, you know, the most out of the box, crazy creative stuff. Um, to, to, it's always a problem to solve. There's always, you know, it's like a puzzle in a sense. Definitely. Um, definitely. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a huge part of it. Cause it's always, it's always a huge adventure. Um, and it's also the, the, the thrill, not just the thrill of it, but like, the um how barely anybody gets to go to these places and that's something that, that you know you can also say with with bandos is you know no one's been here in however many years um and that's and that's pretty cool and it's also like with these rooftops and like access tunnels and access hatches and stuff like that your everyday person is never in a million years gonna go anywhere cool like this like they're gonna maybe go to an observation tower and that's it like only maintenance people will come up here a couple times a year and that's it and that's just yeah. another, another cool factor of it yeah, definitely. You know, I as a I, I make a lot of documentaries and one of the ones I want to do is about the remote tower builders, like the mm -hmm. guys that get like flown out by a helicopter into the middle of nowhere and build the cell towers. Right. Like I'm dying to capture what they do because you're right, like it's very rare that people are doing these things and oftentimes it's just the builders or just the maintenance guys that are changing yep. the light on top of the tower or the crane or whatever. So it's yep it's such a fascinating thing like to get into the mindset of somebody like yourself that that does a lot of roofs and, and climbs and you know it's uh it's always been fascinating to me and i've been you know watching videos for years online but you know when i when i started this podcast it was solely for abandoned stuff but sure. the more i do it the more i'm like wait there's more than just that as far as oh, urban yeah. exploring goes you know you've got yep. the rooftoppers the train hoppers yeah you know you've got the tunnel the drainers you know there's all kinds oh, yeah. of different people that are in this this big hobby and it's just like one big umbrella so it's been super cool to like connect with people like yourself and hear these stories for sure so 
for you, have you ever been injured while while hitting a spot or have you ever had any like near misses or anything like that? Um, there's definitely been plenty of, of near misses. I don't think I've ever been like seriously hurt or anything like that. Um, there's, you know, a million close calls you where you're shimmying along this edge and you have to climb over this thing and you lose your footing for half a second, but it's just long enough to, to make your heart fall. Um, <laughs> plenty of those moments that's, that really makes you realize, you know, you, you do have to be careful because, um, one step and, you know, there's, there's very little margin for error in some of it. Um, and you just you just got to know your limits. Um, a lot of people will say that and know, you know, understand wind and, you know, like how bad is the weather? How slippery are these surfaces? Like check your surfaces if you're going to be running and doing, um, you know, crazy stuff for a GoPro on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the, a lot of the metal and the materials that they use on roofs can get very, very slippery. So it's like there's a lot more technicality that goes into it than a lot of people think, especially if you try and bring you know, like parkour into it or any right. kind of movement that isn't just sitting up there for two seconds. Um, because it's like, if you're jumping between or you're climbing, you know, how sturdy is this surface? How is it loose? You know, can it hold your weight? If a, a gust of wind comes up, will you be fine? Stuff like that. Um, that's a big part of it. So how has your athleticism changed over time? Like the more you do this, are you finding yourself doing more of that like parkour style stuff or are you still kind of like training yourself? Like where are you at in your journey as far as like the athleticism goes with all this stuff that you do? There was a time um, kind of a, when I was a year into it or so where I was training parkour pretty regularly. Um, and then I kind of got busy with other life and that slowed down a little bit. It's definitely something that I want to get back into because parkour is a lot of fun. Um, it's like you have to be you have to be in shape to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to train it regularly to get that muscle memory and stuff like that. Um so I'm, I'm definitely, I've regressed a little bit, but it's definitely something that I want to get back into it. You have to at least maintain, you know, a, a decent level of strength just to at least hold your own weight. Because if you are, you know, on a cell tower and you're, you're going up a ladder that stretches up a half a mile, um, that's, you know, you got to be able to hold yourself through that. And I've struggled with, with that a little bit um, because especially when you get to the top of some of those towers, they do the dumbest things where for whatever reason they <laughs> tilt the ladder yeah, back yeah. backwards. So you're literally oh, so you're like climbing on an incline, you're climbing on an opposite Dude. incline basically where if your legs weren't like a, like hugging the thing, you would just be hanging there basically. Um, and you know, they, the people that work on them don't care because they're in full three point harnesses. Right. Right. Um, but us, <laughs> with you know zero anything that's a little bit gotta be a little careful there wow okay so share with me your scariest or your riskiest exploration Ooh, there there's been a lot um scariest or riskiest exploration um there's been a couple like abandoned towers that i've hit that have been a little scary just because when you mix like doing abandoned exploration with rooftoping, that's not always the best thing because of how rickety old buildings can get. And when you start climbing on edges and like rusty ladders, they'll, they start to wiggle and fall and roofs will cave in and stuff like that. There's, I think I, I almost went through a roof on one abandoned tower, uh, probably 
13 stories up or so where the floor Damn. started to it started to get a little mushy and you you just like feel your your foot start to go and you just had to step back and you'd be like yeah we're not we're not doing that <laughs> so oh that was God. that was definitely pretty scary um another big aspect that we have to worry about that can be scary is just security or law enforcement um that can just patrol these types of sites and stuff like that because it's one thing to twist an ankle, but it, it's also another thing to be arrested and, you know, have a record and all that stuff. And that can be scary to us for sure. Um, so it's like, there was one time where we had a, a straight police helicopter on us with a searchlight um, at the same time where there was like all these cop cars screeching around corners, you know, trying to, to get us. And that was, that was wild. It's like a big skill that I tell anybody in the exploring space to learn is just how to talk and how to be sociable and just like how to um, how to think on your feet because you can, if you're good enough at talking, you can almost talk your way out of mm -hmm. anything and you don't even have to be lying. You could just be friendly and, you know, say it was an honest mistake and you didn't know how big of a deal it was that you just broke into that site. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, as, cr as ludicrous as that sounds to us, it works because as soon as, you know, all those cops got out of their cars and they were screaming at us and all this stuff, it's like, as soon as I calmed them down, I'm like, Hey, you know, we're just, we're, we're, I made up some story about being journalists who wanted archival footage and mm. whatever. But I, you know, as long as you're, you're calm and you keep them calm and you're respectful and stuff right. like that, generally you're, you'll get out of most things. Definitely. So has anything ever made you want to stop exploring or take a break? Like, have you ever had a, a situation where you're like, whoo, I got to like chill for a second? Um, not really, honestly, okay. because even in like, sure, you'll want to take a break from like a spot sometimes if that spot almost gets busted or something yeah. similar like that. But it's like even <laughs> I remember a time where I, you know, got busted trying to break the door down or something like that and that was you know terrifying but it's like we within the hour we were already on another roof so it's like once it kind of kind of it's and it's different with everybody for sure um yeah. because you know there are some people that would that would happen to them and they'd be like yeah I'm, I'm not doing this again but um not not really i mean the biggest thing is just if you get busy in life and you don't really have time to explore um with you know other work or, or something like that then it's mm -hmm. it's harder to get into it and my biggest problem is i live like an hour and some change from my city so kind of in the middle of nowhere so it's like if i want to rooftop i've got to make the hour drive and that can get annoying sometimes yeah. but yeah that's the biggest thing so speaking of like work getting in the way of doing this stuff, like what do you do when you're not exploring? What's your like normal life? <laughs> yeah. the So normal life is I work in real estate. Um, so I've got a real estate license um, and I work with investors and I fly around the country with some guys that own apartment complexes all around the Southeast. Um, and I help them. I, I kind of translate my skills with photography and videography that I kind of built while exploring uh, to mm -hmm. translate that into real world work uh, as far as marketing and, you know, social media, like pre like marketing and stuff like that because now i can approach these guys and be like hey you know i'm good with the camera i can you know right. help your help bolster your social media presence etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i'm kind of like trying to put myself in the the rooms with the the people that you want to become 
um, from a financial standpoint um, and just that you want to learn from. So it's like I, I, I started out as a small real estate broker and now I'm in the room with a lot of influential people um, learning, learning everything that they have to, to tell me. And they all think I'm crazy because I tell them all the stuff I do, but they respect <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what does your family think of what you do? Um, they honestly, they, they're just like, be safe. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, um, they were a little like, uh, when you first started, but (laughs) it's like, once you realize that I'm not stopping and it's something that I'm just going to do, it's like, uh, just, just, just be careful, you know? For sure. Awesome. Uh, do you have any goal places like bucket list spots that you're dying to hit? Oh, plenty. Um, I go to LA a lot. I'm probably oh, okay. there For once sure. every once every other month, and I I love I love LA F- rooftops. I love the rooftops. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, the city's kind of trashy, but <laughs> I agree. I agree. I lived in California for eight years, and yeah. every time I go back to LA, I'm like, God damn it, it's the yep. apocalypse here. <laughs> Literally, and the traffic is a it's, nightmare. Oh God, it's horrible. But the the rooftops are pretty choice, man. Oh yeah, it's a no- whole other whole other world when you're on the rooftops. It feels like Definitely. a whole different city. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they've got a couple buildings there that I would I would love to get on. The um the Ritz Carlton there is yep. a super killer spot um that I've been dying to hit. Um I know some people that have done the the Spire and the US yeah. Bank. Yep, um yep. those spots are super hot right now um and mm-hmm. probably shouldn't hit them for a while, but right. maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like the it's I mean it's the tallest building in Los Angeles, you know. Yep. Of course you want to oh, hit yeah. that to be on top of literally the world out there is like, Oh yeah, exactly. Got to be crazy. I've seen, you know, plenty of videos from that, but yep. it's a it's a wild place and you know, I I I don't know if I could do it personally. <laughs> I've climbed <laughs> one crane and I was like, ah, I might yep. be good. I might oh, be yeah. sticking to abandoned places, you know. It takes yep. a certain kind of person to be able to to do that you know, fearlessly because like sure. the apprehension will kill you, you know, oh, yeah. like, it, exactly. it will get you hurt very yep. badly and, you know, sometimes fatally. But, um, so what's the farthest you've traveled to go exploring? Um, uh, the farthest that I've traveled is Europe. Actually, I went to, uh, I spent a couple of weeks in Europe going around France, the Netherlands, Belgium, those places. Um, I really only did exploring in France. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I spent more time doing it because there's so much incredible stuff over there. Um, like I've seen recently, like the abandoned mansions and stuff. Yeah, it's still oh like God. full of furniture and artwork and all this stuff. And right. I would, so I definitely need to go back, but probably my coolest story from exploring over there is I was in Arras, France and a smaller city, um, probably an hour from Paris. And they had this cathedral or bell tower or whatever you want to call it. And it was huge and grand and stone and had gargoyles and all this cool stuff hanging off of it. And it wasn't the hardest thing because it was like, you could pay a couple euros and go up kind of towards the top on a balcony. Mm -hmm. And I'd found a little rusty stairwell, climbed a little gate and was on my way. But what was really cool about that, uh, it was just how different it was from, you know, everything that I've explored around here and in the States because of just how historic and old that it was like all the, the doors and all the ladders were clearly ancient and made of, you know, heavy wood and iron Mm -hmm. and, and all this stuff which was really neat. Um, and I did get scared to death because I 
neglected to remember that the bells would toll every you know <laughs> 10 minutes or something like that so here i am walking literally within inches of all oh, these bells that can yeah. be be heard within miles of the city oh, and they God. just they just go off and i'm just oh yeah oh, it wasn't fun <laughs> oh my god your brain's rattling inside your skull yep literally so uh talk to me a little bit about the social media aspect of this like what has social media done for you how do you feel about social media and the rooftoping community like just bring me into like that side of of this hobby for you for sure so um it's definitely i definitely appreciate it um because it's opened a lot of doors for me and I think that it can be used as an asset and a tool um, for business as mm-hmm. well as, you know, uh, from an expression sense of being able to get your, your artwork and your art form out there. Um, so I respect that a lot. Just uh, it, it's a double edged sword. Um, be careful with it uh, is uh, what I tell people a lot. I um I've gotten busted uh, from social media once because I posted too early after a climb Mm, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that, that wasn't, wasn't a fun time, but yeah, just, just, just be careful. Um, But it's a good way to get out there. It's a great way to meet new people. I wouldn't have half as many, you know, the friends that I do today if it wasn't for For social media and just, you know, reaching out to people and, and making those connections. Absolutely. So what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? Um, I'm I'm really hoping that security um, as a whole doesn't advance to where I think it's going to advance to because right now in, you know, in, in grocery stores and Walmarts, you're seeing them start to integrate uh, artificial intelligence into right. their, their security systems um, and facial recognition and stuff like that. And it's just going to, to make things a lot more complicated for explorers that are trying to get into different spots because before long, you know, these, these huge property management organizations are going to have lists of names and they're going to know our faces and you're going to have to, you know, wear masks and glasses everywhere. And it's just going to be annoying. So (laughs) I'm hoping that it's not going to go in that direction. Um, And if it does, I'm hoping that the, the exploring community as a whole will really pull together and innovate um, and find um, just, you know, smart, yeah, adapts and, and find good solutions to these problems. All the uh, urbex tech wizards out there start getting to work on like, Oh, face yeah. scramblers or yep. something like oh, some yeah. mask that like scrambles with the you know the Do some kind of blade AI. blade yeah, blade yeah. runner activity yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. i mean if we're going into the future let's go into the future exactly <laughs> i'm gonna... here for it okay so <laughs> um what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring um one thing is just how to get through a door because when I first started, I would find a simple locked door and just be stuck trying to open it for an hour, hour and a half at a time <laughs> when now it'll take me 10 seconds flat. So Dude. learn, you know, learn your, your, if you're doing any kind of anything that has doors, learn how to learn how locks work, learn how doors work uh, as boring as it can be. You know, I'll sit there and watch YouTube videos of security guys that just, you know, do like door type security or whatever for a living and just learn all there is to know about it. Um, just, I guess learning in general, just taking the time to, to figure out all the aspects of what it is you do and how to better yourself at those, Mm. those things. Absolutely. So I started integrating something on a couple of episodes ago and I wanted to get my guests to ask the next guest a question without knowing who that next guest is. Okay. So, 
my last guest was discovering Tegan and her question to you is what was your most adventurous exploration? My most adventurous exploration. I feel like they're all adventurous, but dang, I got, if I got to pick one, um, there was a very spontaneous exploration and this actually isn't a rooftoping story. This is kind of a, a, of an urbex story in a sense. So I, it's very spontaneous and the spontaneous ones can sometimes be the most adventurous. Um, I was in Long Beach, California. Um, and I was, you know how they have the Queen Mary, right? Yes. And for the past couple of years, there's been this like old Soviet submarine that's mm-hmm. been parked and locked up tight next to the Queen Mary. Um, well, I didn't really know much about it. So when I was I was only in Long Beach for the day and I was walking next to it and I'm like, I wonder if there's any way to get in that submarine. <laughs> so just completely spontaneously, I just hop the fence you know, walk the gangplank, get down in there and just start poking around. And sure enough, there was a hatch that was just for whatever reason that day left wide open. No um, shit. <laughs> so I, I had a flashlight on me and I just, you know, climbed down the hatch and just started poking around. And it was the coolest thing ever because it was like still all this Soviet stuff and like Russian writing. And wow. like I, I could you could look through like the, the, the peephole or whatever that they used to spot ships and it was still yeah. kind of working. And it was you could see where the, the missile like this uh, torpedoes would go and all that wow. stuff. And that was that was pretty adventurous. I'd have to say. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So do you have a question for my next guest on the podcast? Um, you might have to give me a second. Um, yeah, no a, worries. That's, Take a, that's your a good time. one. Um, yeah. next guess the fuck is question. I would say, ask them. Uh, kind of, it might be a little deeper one. As far yeah. as like risk goes and risk management, wh- whatever it is that's like, what kind of spot that you're hitting, you know, whether it's a bando, whether it's a roof, where do they draw the line as far as how risky it is and what mm. they're doing? I think that might that's be a good, good one. one, man. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Where do you draw the line on like the risk? And so right. like, can you answer that question? Where do you draw the line? Sure. Um, I'd say is like, do you do I would do I feel like when I'm scoping it out and doing reconnaissance, do I feel like there's something where there's more than like a 50 percent chance of getting busted here? Are there too many cameras? Are there too many motion sensors? Or do they have, you know, armed patrol or do they have people patrolling or something like that? If I feel like there is too big of a chance that I'm going to get busted, then I'll probably skip out on that spot. Gotcha. Good answer, man. Um, So if people want to keep following your journey into the great heights that you climb and the great places you explore, where can they find you online? Uh, for sure. Um, best place is Instagram, uh, Zach.Visuals, Z-A-C-H. A lot of people think it's spelled with a K, which is the inferior way to spell it, I might add. <laughs> no offense to the Zachs out there. Um, and then just search up Zach Visuals on YouTube where I'm trying to do a little more consistent stuff there, but we'll see how that goes. Well, hopefully the audience here can give you a little push in the right direction with that because we love seeing the uh, the video content. So. Thank you so much for coming on No Tracers and for sharing your story with everybody. It's been super cool to talk to you. For sure. It's been a pleasure. All right. That was another episode of the No Tracers podcast. If you guys like this one, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. It helps the podcast grow in the charts and it helps other listeners just like you find this show. If you dig it, please share it with some friends. 
And uh, like I said at the beginning, if you want to come on in the show, please hit me up at no.tracers. I would love to get more rooftoppers, some train hoppers, some graffiti artists. I'd love to get a whole gamut of urban explorers on this podcast. So help me reach those out there that might be interested in listening to the show or coming on the show. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. This has been No Tracers. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace.